The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com we're back here on the block Oscar and eric strickland with you we go now to our vip line brought to you by aloe fiber where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart we welcome in brian munson of husker online uh, Brian, before yep. we dive into uh, your specialty, which is recruiting, specifically that on the Nebraska front, um, Dan Campbell, too bold, not bold enough. <laughs> too bold. Way too bold. Um, but that's the way he played all season. I mean, I, I, I guess he went down, he went down, uh, you know, shooting all of his guns and all of his bullets, but you take the field goal there um, and you don't have, you know, there's not much you can say or do about like the tremendous crash that they had in the second half. I mean, the momentum changed. It didn't help that I, I think that some of that was kind of played off of the, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it good play calling either on the fourth downs that they, that they came up short. Um, so yeah, I think he was too bold. I think that he should have kicked a field goal. Uh, turned out to be the difference in the game. There were some, you know, unlucky, you know, bounces, particularly the 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 pass, the, the catch by Ayuk. But you, but they also benefited from that later on down the line, where it should have been um, should have been an interception if the wide receiver doesn't take that ball away later on in, in the fourth quarter. So, just too bold, Dan. I, I love Dan. I've lo- I've really come to appreciate him, his style how he goes about doing his job, basically going all the way back to his hard knock show, you know, on, on HBO, but just needed to kind of dial it down a little bit and not be so aggressive. Let's go to the AFC. Then Baltimore did the exact opposite, right? If the lions lived and died by their identity, Baltimore completely went away from it, abandoning the run, even down just two scores, right? What do you make of Baltimore's insistence on throwing and not relying on their league best run game? I totally agree with you. It was the second half. They were going left to right. Lamar, I think on second or first and second or second and third, made two long throws down the left sideline. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like getting away from the run game. They had horrible play calling too on, on third and fourth down. Um, I just could not figure it out. Uh Kansas City did play better, you know, up front. That's a great offensive line that you got there in Baltimore. Uh, I, I like really everything about that team. I just feel like you weren't playing into the strengths of Lamar. Um, Lamar is a is a is a terrific leader. He's a terrific quarterback. He's a playmaker. I mean, just flat out. That's like that is how I would just describe him. You know, first and foremost, he is a competitor and a playmaker. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just decided to go ahead and go about doing things all different. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know what Mark Andrews really got you yesterday either. If you felt like all of a sudden you had this, you know, magical way of kind of uh, throwing the football all of a sudden. I just, they, they, they lost their identity and it really cost them. 
So it'll be a rematch of the 2020 Super Bowl with the 49ers and the Chiefs. But we do have some some Bills news for you. Are you excited about Joe Brady being named full-time offensive coordinator? Would you have liked them to have gone outside the house for that? Where are you at with Joe Brady? No, totally. I love that. I love that hire. I mean, clearly, um, he's he had a lot of things he was working through. You know, he was able to kind of get some adjustments going very, very quickly after Ken Dorsey was let go. Um then again, I mean, they just, I think that that offense needs, I'm going to say it, I'm going to regret it, but I think that they need to find basically a new number one. I don't think Stefan Diggs is really that number one guy. And, and and I think that some of that has to do with some of the identity that was maybe determined, you know, with, with the general manager being taken Kincaid last year, the first round, last, you know, last year, I mean, they, by the time that they got down to their draft pick, I mean, that what three or four guys were already gone. I knew that they had their, their sights set on Jackson Smith and Jigba. They had had some meetings with him earlier on in the, uh, in the process. So you don't, you don't get your guy where, where you chose that last year. You really need to find, you know, either that number one or one B kind of guy to go, to go next to Stefan. And I think as sad as it sounds, I mean, I think they got to figure out something to do with the specialists. Um, you know, and that didn't help him out either down the stretch. So yeah, I, I love, I love the hire of the OC. They're actually entertaining the idea of bringing in a defensive coordinator now that would not be the play caller. McDermott would still retain those powers. So some good adjustments on the staff there really like the offensive coordinator hire. Not to jump back to the NFC, but it did get me thinking. Um, I know Matt Rules brought up San Francisco as potentially a model for Nebraska. When you look at this mm-hmm. roster, obviously, it's not going to be NFL players left and right in college. That's not how you know the economics of the game works. But if Nebraska wants to move to a San Francisco type of of system and style, what are their biggest needs, and what are they you know on their way to having that might you know be the college version of the Forty ers Massive left tackle. I mean, sure. <laughs> you know, Trent, Trent is Trent's the best in the game, and you've got you've got kind of this uh, Swiss Army knife, you know, fullback tight end. Uh, you got, you got a really nice versatile, you know, other tight end Kittle uh, opposite that, um, you've got the best running back in the football game, arguably the best running back in, in the, in the game you have, look, I think Purdy plays incredibly well within that system. I think that he does the things he knows where to go with the football. He distributes the football. He typically doesn't hurt the team very much when he's out there. So it's kind of a, kind of this Trent Dilfer way of kind of managing the offense, but he's, he's definitely beyond Trent Dilfer and he's got some feet. He can go ahead and make plays with his feet. You don't want him doing that. Um, but obviously he can go out there and do that for you in, in some, in some cases. But I, I think that that would be, you know, that style that they run a lot of crossing routes. They do a lot of clear outs. They find ways to get the ball to the, to the guys underneath, like with the tight ends, they have tight ends that can also stretch the field. Um, yeah, I, I think that that would be a great style. I, I've often w- wondered how Ayuk and Debo just seem to get open all the stinking time, but they mm-hmm. do. Um, so I think that that would be something really interesting if that's what they are striving to get towards. But they they need to have more of a H-looking you know, kind of tight end, which I think Nebraska is trying to find that guy. Then you, you need a guy that can put his hand in the dirt but still is more of a hybrid flex guy you got Fedoni you're getting Nelson you've got some other guys that are already there so more of a true tight in each but yeah there's there's some things there I think you're still just looking for that manager of the game maybe Rayola is that 
and you're still looking for that, that number one running back. Okay. Is Janarin Bonner a name that comes up when you, you look at uh check? Like I know Nebraska wanted him in that role. They talked him up there. Do you think there's more in store for Janarin Bonner this year and last year's learning curve year? What do you think his role is for the team? I mean, I, I would say yes. I mean, I think that they know that he's a very talented player. They're trying to find a role for him. Um, that's a guy that really suffered such a devastating injury, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you, and you hope that he's, he's full go and there's really nothing else that's kind of holding him back. But, but yeah, I think the use check, you know, Bonner kind of comparison would be amazing. I, I don't, I think Bonner is still adjusting to, to what it is he's being asked to do. I think he's getting more players in the room. He's getting more reps. He's getting more time. He's having a chance to kind of get further into the system when it comes to physical development, what they want, what they want those guys to look like and, and move like. So that that's going to be beneficial for him. I I think if I were, if I were Satterfield and I was rural and, you know, I I would want to sit down and put on the use check basically film and just let him watch and just see see what he thinks about that and make him understand like, this is kind of what we have in mind. Like this is, if you can do these kinds of things, there's a, there's a future beyond the doors at Nebraska. There's a, there's a great future for you here at Nebraska. Like we want you to see like the end game. This is it. We're talking with Brian Munson of Husker online here on our Allo VIP line. Brian, let's turn our attention now to the 2025 recruiting class for Nebraska Another uh, big weekend in recruiting. But before we get to some of those headlines, I was looking at Nebraska's 2025 recruiting class. Three players from in-state already committed. Um, You look at Tyson Terry, Caden Vermas, and then Connor Booth. Uh, We talked about Christian Jones. We talked about Chase Lofton last week, and we've done that a couple times. Outside of the guys Nebraska has committed and those two big names, is there anyone else on Nebraska's radar inside the state's borders for the 2025 class? Um, well, yeah, obviously, I mean, Pierce Mooberry was, was in town, you know, this weekend and that, that's, a, that's a name I think people need to, to know and to hear about. I mean, he was, he's heading off to, to Iowa state this weekend. He's a linebacker guy that Nebraska kind of sees, you know, um, uh, playing outside either as a, as a will or a Jack guy that can come off the, the edge and rush a quarterback and drop off in the state. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But then, you know, right there in Lincoln, you got Jackson Carpenter at Lincoln Southwest. Um, I, I think I think with Jackson, I think what you what you really see is you, you you catch a guy that I think is really still scratching the surface on all of his potential. He's putting all the physical tools together. I mean, this is a guy that trimmed off, you know, tenths, multiple tenths of a second off of his 100 meter time from his sophomore year to his junior year, which I think is what's really kind of you know, busted things open for him a little bit for people to kind of go back and stare at that track time and go, wow, you know, this is a kid that's really moving. He's got a great vertical. He's a heck of a basketball player. There's an amazing shot of him catching a a touchdown pass last year. He can put it all together. He's got some physical tools. So I I think that those are the two guys, those are two guys that really stand out to me, you know, when it comes to that. So um, 
and I, I, I think that, you know, there's, there could be some additional guys, you know, down the line that, that potentially, you know, could be in that, in, in the conversation here a little bit, but those are, those are the two obviously, uh, obviously outside of like the top five that we really, that you really talked about before that I would want to mention right now. Um, in terms of this weekend's recruits that were in town, any names stand out to you? Yeah. Um, you know, Jalen Williams is a, gosh, what a fun interview. Um, Palatine, Illinois defensive lineman came in a little bit lighter, I think, than what was originally kind of touted of him, you know, from the on three database. I think we had about six, five, two eighty. He was actually six, five and about two forty. But I, I don't know if that was like just mistyped or miscommunicated. That's a, that's a very big number to be off on. Um, Nebraska doesn't seem to have had any type of problem with where he was at, you know, when it came to his physical stature, because Nebraska has been talking about him playing more of a defensive end, kind of an edge looking guy. So love the visit. Like, you know, one of those typical kind of things, like, just came in with these expectations of seeing, you know, wagon ruts still cut, you know, in, into the earth in Nebraska and nothing but fields as far as, you know, the eye can see. He was blown away. He was blown away by the university, the campus, the city of Lincoln. I mean, I love, I know people, look, we have subscribers and we have people that read our message boards that don't like hearing these comments. I love them. Because the first thing that Jalen gets to do when he returns to the Chicago area is tell everybody how wrong they were and tell everybody about how great it is out there. I mean, I love those firsthand accounts because he can go back and just correct the record. And he's obviously a guy that Nebraska's got very high on their board. Uh, he will be back. Um, you know, and, and I thought that there were some interesting things like that Caden Vermont had to tell me because he's, he was the first commitment in the 2025 class going back to last April. Dylan Rayola, you know, wasn't around the first junior day, but he was there this weekend. You know, Caden got a chance to finally meet up with him. Dylan played a very active role, was communicating with Jalen. The minute basically that he landed, you know, in Lincoln, uh, Dylan and Jalen were already hooked up. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be very fun to kind of see how involved Dylan is and how recognizable, obviously, he is when it comes to bringing him up and what he's been like in the recruiting game and kind of putting Nebraska on the map in that regard. And then obviously then how he kind of keeps helping out the 2025 guys that are currently in the class, like Vermont and Booth and, and Perry kind of help continue to kind of, you know, be the Pied Piper and lead the guys to Lincoln. Uh, I think, I think Dylan's doing as being very active in that area. Speaking of quarterback, um, believe it or not, Husker fans, recruiting a quarterback didn't stop with Dylan Raiola. Nebraska's got to, you know, Go get another one for after him. Uh, two offers out, I believe, in the 2025 class with uh, Mansky and Zollers. Where does Nebraska stand with those two guys, Brian? Well, i tell you what. I, I think it's very hard to not say that Nebraska still has Mansky like, as a number one guy on their list. They have been – Coach Foley has been out to see him multiple times. He was at his basketball game, I think, on last Thursday night uh Mansky obviously made the choice to go ahead and go down to Texas A&M that first weekend and Nebraska had uh, their junior day on the 20th um he said he's still going to get back to Nebraska as quickly as possible you know I I think I think that Nebraska still looks very very good good for that but you know Zollers is interesting he's he's a guy that like you know seemed to be almost destined to go to Penn State Penn State gets a guy 
you know, now he's just kind of picking up offers. I mean, Nebraska kind of broke things open, you know, for him in a lot of different ways. Uh, he just, he just seems like if you go up to his, his Twitter feed and just kind of check it out, it seems like every day he's announcing something new about something else. Somebody else has offered, somebody else has come by the school. He's taken another trip someplace else. What's discouraging there to me so far is that since he's gotten the offer, there has not been a compelling enough reason for him to basically come out to Lincoln and check it out. So I think Nebraska has to kind of understand that, you know, maybe there was kind of a dual purpose thing here to kind of tell Mansky that they weren't just going to wait around. They need to go find a guy that needs to be a really good guy. But Zollers isn't really responding, you know, the way I think that a lot of people had hoped that he basically Nebraska kind of bolts to the list and that he understands it's a game of musical chairs and he needs to make sure that he wants to get in that, that take that spot. He's not really playing it that way. So I would keep a close eye on that and maybe potentially there'll be some more offers that go out the door. So if Nebraska handled the, the Dylan Raiola and Daniel Kalen thing about as well as they could have to get them both to campus, are they not handling the 2025 guys right? Is it just not the reactions they expected? What's the, the rationale behind all that? Well, I tell you what, the difficulty with Mansky so far this spring has been, you know, the basketball has gotten in the way. Um, and obviously you want those guys to dual sport athlete, go out there, stay in shape, do your thing. But clearly, like, it's, it's a disadvantage to Nebraska so far that you, you've got these other commitments that are kind of keeping a guy like Mansky away from, from visiting right now. Um, like I said, I mean, Jack Limbaugh, who is his teammate who plays basketball and football for Algona, uh, was in, in Nebraska for the 20th. And like I said, Mansky decided to go down to College Station. So you had a very critical decision that weekend, that one weekend where it seemed like so far you've been able to kind of get out on a Saturday and go take a trip. They decided to go down to College Station, and and I think that that was a very telling kind of thing that you know that they're they're still responding to the new interest, the new offers. Uh, there's not really been something so far about Nebraska. I think that's completely and totally sold him about it. Um, maybe it's the Rayola edition. Maybe maybe that room looks a little bit more congested now. You know, uh, it's a little bit different looking. You know, basically since uh, Thanksgiving or a little bit after. So. Uh, it's, I, I think Nebraska will be fine here. I, I do, I do think so though, still they have to get a stud in the 2025 class. Cause obviously, you know, things can go really, really wrong. If you go out there with a true freshman quarterback, he turns out to be the kind of guy that he is. You got two guys then that could be looking up at a guy that's going to be a four year, three year starter at Nebraska and wondering when are they going to get an opportunity? I mean, things can really change very, very quickly for, for that roster. Last one for you then, Brian, a uh, name that I, I heard nothing but good things about from, from your writing and then from other places as well. Mason Bandauer, what do fans need to know about that offensive lineman? Yeah, dude, I tell you what, what a, uh, what a, I mean, 16 year old sophomore, you know, six, seven, two sixty five ish, just has some great film and measurables, great wingspan, smart kid. Um, I think that that's going to be a really interesting guy to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, you know, I think his popularity obviously is going to soar, um, but he made Nebraska made quite the impression on him. And, and I think that that's something to kind of, you know, that I don't think Nebraska was out there by mistake. I think when they hit the Colorado area that first week in January, when they could get out as part of the evaluation process, 
they were in Colorado and they were making offers to, 20, to 2026s and 2027s. And, and Bandauer is one of the first guys they went to go see. So that's not a coincidence. I think Nebraska really sees him as being a top flight, you know, neighboring state, you know, kind of a guy under their nose that they want to try their best to get into the class next year. So uh, keep a close eye on that one because that that's really a guy I think that's going to go from like being a regional guy to being a national guy pretty quick because he's a very talented individual. If you want any more on recruiting, make sure you check out uh, Husker Online. Check out Brian's work there. Highly recommend that. Brian, as always, appreciate your insight and your time. Have a great rest of your week. We will talk next week, man. That we will. Brian Munson with us on our Allo VIP line, brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart and strict. We got a shout out, Allo, for giving us what number TV channel? 961. Woo! Statewide. Statewide, baby. Go check it out. If you got Allo... Go to 961. You'll get to see us up close and personal, or you can go to the ticketfm.com and you get us there as well as YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and X. You can get it all there right here. 937 the ticket, two to four on the block. But we got to get out of here because guess what's coming up next? Jay Feasy. Jay Feasy to crossover. We'll be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.